Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and those who have yet to make up their mind. <laughs> I stole that from Kinky Boots, which we're going to be talking about in this episode. Um, I'm Michelle. I blog at The Unfinished Bookshelf. And I'm Caitlin, and I'm just a bookish babe. And we are super excited to talk about our holiday together. Yes. Um, but before we get into that, there's just something we want to talk about, which is actually kind of good because it's current. Um, so if you are, if you like want to watch The Wrong Girl, but you haven't quite caught up, we are probably going to have a few little spoilers. Yeah. Um, but we'll try and, we'll try and keep it, keep it spoiler free. We have been, well, we did partly do this on holidays, but we've been watching the new season of The Wrong Girl together. Like we've talked previously about how much we love it based on Zoe Foster Blake's book. Um, with Jessica Murray as a star. Yeah. Love you. Oh, she's so Beautiful. I love her so much. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Lily Woodward, so that's the character, yep. is just, yeah, she's brilliant. I love it. We're just obsessed. So, like, you have to watch it. But yes, we watched um, leading, not leading up to our holiday, but like pre holiday when we were together. And we'll sort of get into this a bit. But um, we missed an episode or two and like one from the week before or something. So, we had two episodes that we needed to catch up on together. And we watched those while we were together in Brisbane. And then just before we've recorded this, we watched the most recent episode because this show actually airs on Wednesday. So when this episode is released, we will be watching the episode together again. I thought it was Thursday. I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday. Well, Offspring used to be on Wednesday. Though. I don't remember now. Oh my God. I was so sure. I think it's Thursday because Offspring night was Wednesday. Anyway, basically, shoot, we will Sorry. be watching the next episode together after this airs. Funny thing was, though, we had to watch it together, like, on Catch Up this week because we had decided to watch it together live, and then we both realised it was on after the Bachelor finale, which was until, like, 9.30, and both of us are grandmas, so we kind of texted each other and were like, yeah, do you want to kind of leave it till yeah. later on yeah. the weekend when we record? And both of us were like, yes, and I think both of us were like, oh, you can go to bed. Exactly. I mean, I was rushing to like eat my dinner and I was like, oh, I've got to go to Michelle's to watch The Wrong Girl. And my dad was watching the football and he was just like flipping through like the TV guide, like on the TV. And I was like, oh, The Wrong Girl's not on till like 9.30. And I texted Michelle, I was like, it's not on till after nine. And she was like, let's watch it on Saturday. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, we are true grandmas. But yeah. basically, I think the best thing about this season is Eric, played oh by Craig McLaughlin. He's the so man, the myth, good. the legend. He's so funny, Craig. We love you. If anyone else was playing the role of Eric on this TV show, it I would be, hate him yeah, so much. A sexist, disgusting pig. But because it's Craig McLaughlin, and he just plays it so like almost like playful and like boyish it's like he oh doesn't realize that what he's saying is he's fundamentally like, wrong i mean and even though he's complete he always completely mansplains and says things like uh, but i love women we're like oh craig and like <laughs> i love your butt and it's yeah. like no no craig no, but it's not acceptable no, oh my god no. but, but i mean the way the show deals with it as well is to kind of point out how how ridiculous men and like how archaic are. that is in yeah. a modern setting and lily is the feminist yes. kind of, yes, she's... There's she's, so many good female characters on this show. Yeah, Erica as well. Yeah. So the, the, the show features this breakfast TV show, The Breakfast Bar, which is hosted, well, was hosted by Eric and Erica. But at the start of season two, spoiler alert, 
Erica was fired, so there's been all this upheaval at work. Basically because she was too old and a woman. And so the show's dealing with that a lot, with, like, women getting kicked off TV because they're not pretty enough Yeah, and replaced with younger people who are not necessarily as qualified at their jobs. but that's not a problem for the men. Yeah, exactly, because Craig McLaughlin can still be an arsehole and get away with it. Exactly. I mean, Craig, not Eric, I mean. Craig Craig McLaughlin is fine. But my favourite bit... Was, I think it was one of the ones we were watching and he just sung a little bit in in this show, this episode that we just watched where he was like, I want to make TV with you. And was like singing to her and he's like, maybe we could go prime time. Dun, dun. And, dun. and he's like, yeah, and what's that song? Tell you literally what I want to do. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, and he's so like, I've, I've always loved this song. Dun, 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 and he's dun, dun. on his like, little ukulele. He's just like, I'm so cool. And she's like, no. Stop. Yeah. Stop. She's just like. Nope, it turns around. Looks like but it. the cutest thing was he he makes a really big mistake in, well, he's just being a sexist asshole mm-hmm. in the episode that we just watched and it gets leaked and it's about Erica's um, butt and some comments that he made that were inappropriate. But when he finally apologised to her, he, like, sings on his little ukulele again and he's like, I don't want to lose my best friend. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that was a bit cute. But while we were watching it, we were doing a little bit of research into Craig McLaughlin because I already knew that well, he played he, Frankenfurter in the, Rocky Horror so, twice. Yes. So what actually sprung this is um, his character, obviously, we've mentioned, is a bit of himself. And Eric is there and he's like, oh, you know, he's like, I'm so great, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, the specific line was, you know, six logies, two goals. And I was like, <laughs> hold up. I was like, that would be really funny if that was actually accurate because Craig McCockland is so loved. I wouldn't be surprised Yeah, I looked it up and he's actually only got four, one gold, which yeah. is only. He's still oh, got a lot. So. And, guys, he was Kylie Minogue's brother in Neighbours. Like, Charlene. What is she, Charlene? Was she Charlene? Charlene, yeah. Yeah, with the perm. They had, like, the same – and we found the best photo, which we're going to link. It's it like is, their family portrait from Neighbours. Well, oh there's, there's one where his hair is a longer permed mullet and yeah. the look that he is giving the camera, like, oh, it's. So I don't good. think I don't think Derek Zoolander invented blue steel, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness, it was so funny. But then we also found all these ones of Frankenfurter as well, yeah. like dressed in the fishnets and everything. Exactly. I just We're love a bit it. obsessed with Craig McCall. But then it's really funny because I also adore him as Dr. Blake, which is a total mm. role reversal. Um, where he's like a 1950s doctor and he's very proper. But he's quite funny in that too. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, like, we love Craig McLaughlin. Um, and, yeah, he's definitely one of my favourite parts of this show. Also, Lily's outfits, we always talk about that. Yes. We love Lily's outfits. I'm pretty sure we mentioned this already, but in the first season she always wore a green leather jacket and now Michelle has a green leather jacket. And in the second season she showed up and she was wearing a red leather jacket and I have a red leather jacket and we were like... Winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we love this. But I, I think what's interesting um, is obviously Pete now is dealing with All the troubles of fatherhood. And but actually also not really well. like he's, he's sort of a single dad in that he's he and his baby mama, Meredith. Is yeah. Meredith, wasn't yeah, it? Meredith. Yeah, they're not together. They're not together. Meredith is actually back with her ex who she couldn't have kids with so it's very and the episode we just yeah. watched they were like let's all move in together and we were like oh no. but it was keys. actually really sweet so like in the first season there was mm. all these troubles I mean we're going on and on about the show we really love it but um you know we sort of learned that basically 
Meredith and her partner, I think his name's Mitchell, they just like, they loved each other so much and got torn apart because she was like, you know, she kept not, trying to have a baby. Not having kids really tore them apart. And mm. now it's like, but they now really that did love each other. Now that she's had a kid, it's kind of like, oh, well, we've got a kid. And like, Mitchell likes the, you know, likes their daughter and, you know, loves her as well. And it's kind of like, okay. It's just kind of like, <laughs> they're together. I mean, again. you know, they've figured it out. Like, the problem was, you know, no kid, I really want a kid. Meredith was focused on having a child and she thought mm. she couldn't. And then she did. So now it's like they've all worked it out, which is. Really good. We're, but we're happy for them. <laughs> he just made a bit of a boo-boo. I'm interested to see how this plays out because Meredith was like staunch anti-vaxxer. Like, and both Caitlin and I were like, ugh. Anyway. Um, that's, a so whole, that's a whole other issue. He is obviously like, um, what about science? Let's get our child vaccinated. And he just goes and does it because Lily's brother was is a, a doctor, doctor yeah. or is a doctor. Um, and so he just gets their daughter vaccinated. And then of course, Meredith comes back and is like, oh, I've decided that we should get her vaccinated. It's the right thing to do. Mm. And then I was like, oh God, now you have to tell her. So he's kind of like, yeah, I've already, I've already done it. So I just that really was... like Meredith. And I think a lot of my attachment to the Meredith character in this TV show is the fact that the actress who played her used to be on Play School. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Talk about flashbacks with Craig McLaughlin. Yeah. yeah she was on Play School. I love her. Yeah. I love Play School. And also, like... Play School's such a classic. Oh, speaking of flashbacks, we have a new character in um, season two, Jack's ex-fiance, Jill. Who's Nat Bassenthwaite. Yeah, which we, as soon as she came on, we were like, oh, I used to love the Rogue Traders. I love Nat Bass so much. Oh but my God. I just, I went through a real Rogue Traders phase. She was on phase. Too. But Yeah, she was. Yes, Izzy, I think her name I feel like I just got that wrong. No, I think it was Were easy. you like an avid? I've never watched. I what? watched it religiously for about two <gasps> years when I was like 12. And oh my since goodness. then, like, no. But I've never been into Home and Away, though. I don't never know. Oh, actually, that's the cool thing about Craig McLaughlin. He's done both. Neighbours and Home and Away. Yeah, you don't hear <gasps> that very often. We're really being so Aussie right now. I but know. anyway. But, oh, my God, And yes. also, like, Craig McLaughlin's number one fans, obviously. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> we just kind of kept talking about him. But I do really love Nat ba- Natalie Bath and Sweet. Nat Bass. Yeah, I was just going to say, can we just go with Nat Bass because it's yeah, easy to say. Yeah, she has a say. really complicated last but name. Yeah. But I also applaud that she never changed it. I know. Like, yeah. go you. Just be Nat Bass. But Rogue Traders, oh, I just... What do you think? I freaking love the Rogue Traders. I what loved them so much. Both like... of their CDs. Yeah, I was so very disappointed when they broke up. What do you think like, your favourite? Okay, to be honest, I can't even remember any of them now, but as soon as they play, I'm like, oh, I'm back there. I'm back to, like, it did, like, Voodoo Child. Yeah, I I think I was about to say, I think, whenever I think, like, whenever I see Nat Bass and think Rogue Traders, I think Voodoo Child is the one that's like, I'm coming undone. Oh, my God. You have to look up. Rogue Traders was so good, man. Yeah, that was really, like, what was it, like, 2006, 7? I was about to say, yeah, early mid 2000s. Oh, jeez. Early mid 2000s. They're so oh, old. Oh, get over it. No. That was 10 years ago. Yeah, but it's not that long ago. I guess. I not. mean, 10 years is not that long, and I'm saying that, and it's literally half my life, so. Mm. That's right. Get over yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that, we've just gone such into a wrong girl tangent. Um, I know. So on our holiday, my holiday reading was Girl in Between by the fabulous Anna Daniels. 
yeah, I hadn't actually read it until now, but oh my god, it was the perfect holiday read. Although I it is a funny choice considering you are on holiday from Rockhampton reading a book about Rockhampton, which couldn't be more Rockhampton if it tried. Maybe I was homesick. <laughs> I also think it's cute. By being yeah. in Brisbane, like yeah. eight hours away. That's right. I don't know. I just, it was the perfect holiday read. I, I mean, I flew through it. I mm. read it in like three days or something ridiculous. Yeah. Or three or four days. But it was super quick. It was so good and so much fun. And it was really fun. If you, you really, if you haven't listened to our episode with Anna Daniels, it's pretty much oh, like we have so much. We fun. talked to her so much about Rocky and about regional representation in books, and it was so. But good. also about like if you do watch The Wrong Girl, um, and you enjoy it, you probably will enjoy Girl in Between as well because yeah, it's very, very similar feel, similar and like sort of facing the same like career issues and stuff. Not not completely the same, but same sort of demographic. Like yeah, they're both about thirty. Like, yeah, the same yeah. sort of time in your life. 30, flirty, and thriving. <laughs> Suddenly 30. It's been so long since I've watched that movie. I love that movie. Actually, no, the only reason I had that in my head is because happy birthday, Danielle Binks. <gasps> this is going to be like a call out to all our past things because we are also burning a Foreman Flux candle from Nook and Burrow. So, yes, if you're not keeping up, you have to listen to our Anna Daniels episode, our episode with Danielle Binks, and our episode with Kate from Lily Tales and Nook and Burrow. Yeah, so go. happy birthday, Danielle. Um, also, thank you, Kate, for posting me a new candle because I bought this candle. It's a song of fire and spice and it's delicious. So it is fruit, yeah. spice, treacle and smoky mead and it smells amazing. Unfortunately, Australia Post don't care about candles, um, allegedly. <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um, so when it arrived, despite the very careful wrapping, double bubble wrap and a powdered bag from Kate. Um, it was unfortunately like completely smashed. It was really horrendous. Like, like we're it not wasn't talking just like my mum just thought it was a crack and I was like, no, it's absolutely smashed. Shut so I don't know what they were doing with it or how it happened because it was wrapped so carefully. Anyway, I immediately contacted Kate and um, she very kindly sent me another one. It was waiting when I got back from Brisbane, so I thought it was a perfect thing to set a light today that sounded really weird burn. to fire the, up today i think the word is burn yeah are we burning right. a candle we are yeah anyway it smells <laughs> delicious so um after all of that talk i think we will sort of kick off into our holiday wrap-up so um it starts <laughs> story begins we're going to do it chronologically once otherwise upon a time we won't be able to keep track yeah i know so um first off oh wait, wait. Had, sorry just before oh. we get started my holiday reading, I was finishing off Because of You by Pip Harry, which I think we've talked about before. Did we talk about it on this podcast before? We did, didn't we? I have, I don't remember, I'm sorry, but um, our episode with Pip I oh think is gosh. going up after this. Yeah, our so episode with Pip is going up after stay this. Stay tuned next we re- week on We recorded her like right before we went on holidays, so I was reading it. I finished it today. It's so, so beautiful. It's so beautiful. You definitely have to read oh, it. I, I love it. Like, such a moving oh. and sensitive, but also fun. And, I mean, it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's just everything. beautiful. It's so good. We love um, it. The thing that I found at the end of the book, though, which I didn't know, and I didn't know this when we spoke to her over the phone, was um, that I got a bit of a shout-out in the acknowledgements, like, not to 
make myself sound good or anything. But um, I did get a shout out in the acknowledgements and I was just like immediately like message her. I was like, oh my goodness, I only just found it. Like, thank you so much. And I am so, so grateful um, that Pitten felt the need to mention me in her book. I absolutely love all her books. Um, and yeah, if you haven't read her work or you've only read like some of it, you need to go read I'll Tell You Mine, Head of the River and Because of You. They are amazing and I just love them so much. So, so much. So that yes. was a very stay special. stay tuned because yeah. our episode next week we'll be talking with Pip Harry. We just thought we'd better do our holiday get, wrap up <laughs> right also, after our holiday. So Also to get you in the mood, um, our friend DM at uh, Bookish Friends podcast also interviewed Pip. So if you'd like a, to kind of get yourself in the mood for our next episode, you can um, yeah, check that out as well. Bookish Friends, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, so, so wrap up. Okay. Holiday wrap up. So it begins. I'm so excited. It begins with um, I actually had to go to Sydney for work, lucky me. Um, and I love Sydney so much. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, I, you know, I walked around to this, um, McMahon's Point and it, wait, I think that's the right name. Whoops. Anyway, don't look at me. I haven't actually stayed. Like I stayed in Manly, but I haven't stayed on like the North Shore area where you were. Oh, that's it's all right. A bit Whatever. Out of the I've point stayed. was is that I took a selfie with the Harbour Bridge in the background. So like, you know, I've proof went to Sydney. But um, the only other thing I really wanted to talk about from my Sydney trip was that I actually went to see a Sydney theatre company um, play called The Father, which was really, really good. Um, it starred John Bell, like from Bell Shakespeare, <laughs> which so was cool. really cool. But it wasn't Bell Shakespeare, it was obviously Sydney Theatre Company, but mm. mentioned that. Um, so it was called The Father, and it was told from the father's perspective, and he was um, like elderly, I guess. I don't know how old he was really supposed to be, but um, he had, you know, some form of Alzheimer's or dementia or something like that. So it was his sort of perception of you know, like, these different things that were going on with the rest of his family. So, like, his – they would, like, do the scene, like, twice in a row and, like, his daughter would be played by a different person and then, like, you know, it would be like, what are you talking about? That was only yesterday. And it's like, no, that was years ago. And then they would, like, go – they would do, like, time jumps and it was, like, the way he was remembering and, like, acknowledging what had happened. That is such it an was, interesting thing to try and explore on stage. It was a really interesting concept and it was done so well. I um, am not going to, you know, like – myself on the shoulder or anything here but um I did pick up on a bit of symbolism from one thing they actually did as the play went on was remove bits and pieces of furniture from the set um as they would sort of go from scene to scene so by the end of the play it was like he like you know bits and pieces of his mind were going as the bits and pieces of furniture were going and oh. they did this with like they started off with like a really full lounge room and dining room with, you know, like these doors open and like a really big dining room table and like the table would get smaller and they would take like a chair away and then like the coffee table away and then like the other, it was so interesting. But yes, it was really, really good. Um, I just think, oh, I don't know whether I could see that. Like I just find that a really tough topic. It was to a discuss. tough and it was, but I mean, it was just done so well. Um, yeah. But also, it, it was, yeah, in yeah. terms of like, Theatrics. a really and, good piece of theatre. Yeah, yeah, like in terms of that story aside, it sounds amazing. Yeah, it was really good. So yeah. um, as I was in Sydney for work, that's kind of the only fun sort of wrap-up bit I think that I really can talk about for Sydney. So before yeah. I got to Brisbane, 
Michelle was already in prison. Yes, yeah, so at the I think like the day before Caitlin flew, or maybe two days before Caitlin flew to Sydney, I flew down to Brisbane with my partner Jack. Um, and I had got us tickets to see my favourite murder live. <laughs> As you know, I am a murderino. Um, and I was so excited. So how this came about, it's a little bit confusing, but we booked tickets to Ariana Grande on the 12th of September, like Caitlin, our friend Indy, and myself. All Which we tickets. will get to. Yeah, we will get but to that. The trip got a lot more elaborate after yeah. that. So we booked that in like, I reckon about New Year's. Yeah, I think it was like in like January. January, like start of January. And then when they started talking about Australian tours on My Favourite Murder, I was like, oh, please let them be somewhere where I can get to. My first thought is that they would just go to Sydney and Melbourne or maybe just Melbourne because I feel like Brisbane gets left out of things like that sometimes. <laughs> Brisbane does. What about like Adelaide or Perth? Yeah, but like, come on, I'm not going to go to Adelaide. It's like $600 for a flight. Of course like, not. In terms but... of closeness to me, I was like, oh, it's going to be Sydney and that's going to be too expensive to fly to because it is really expensive to get down there when you're coming from a regional yeah. area. I'm sorry for all the murderinos who didn't get to go see it. Anyway, so as it turned out, the dates were like one week before Ariana Grande. So I was like, this is perfect. I have extra leave at work. I'm going to, instead of staying extra time after Ariana, which is what our original plan was, I'll go down beforehand. This will be excellent. Um, and then I was like, Jack, please come see a murder show with me. Yay. Um, lucky he likes it. Like he yeah. genuinely finds it good. And I think he likes it more now that he's seen them live because he can tell their voices apart. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he knows who they are. He thinks they're great. He was so happy that Stephen came on the tour. Um, but basically like another funny thing was on our first date and I told Georgia and Karen this in the meetup, I was like, I started talking to Jack about this murder podcast I was listening to. And like internally I'm going, shut up. You are such a weirdo. This guy's never going to want to go on another date with you again. And then he was telling me how much he liked true crime as well. And so, um, obviously then we went to a murder show together. So it was great. Um, so the show was in the Tivoli in Brisbane, which is this really awesome, like, art deco sort of small, very small theatre, and it was just the perfect place mm-hmm. for them. Um, I bought a little bit of merch. I bought um, Jack a My Favourite Murder live T-shirt, and I bought a baseball shirt that says I'm a Georgia, and it's in Georgia's handwriting. Um, they also had I'm a Karen in Karen's handwriting, and then it's got My Favourite Murder on the back. Um, so why do you think that you're a Georgia, not a Karen? Um, well, I love Karen and honestly, I would have bought both if I wanted, but I feel (laughs) like, okay. So Jack pointed out, we both did like, oh no. And I mean, I probably do that because I listen to so much of my favorite murder, but, um, I just think that, oh, and in our photo, which we'll post as well, Jack and Karen both just had like the blue steel smolder at the camera and Georgia and I were like cheesy grins. So I don't know. I just, I just feel like I associate with her. Um, she has anxiety too. And I just feel like some of the things she says, I'm just like, yes. So I just, I just love Georgia and she's a total cat lady. And I love, I love her. Um, we will have to link to her cause she runs like obviously her own Instagram, but she also has Instagrams for her cats, Elvis, Mimi and the new one, Dottie. Baby Dottie. Um, Dottie, that's a really cute And then, like, Elvis is at the end of every, basically, every My Favourite Murder episode when they're like, you want a cookie? And he has this cute little meow. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, I just, I love them. And her pictures of her cuddling her cats are, like, the cutest. Um, anyway, so I was, like, 
okay, I'm going to see how much meet and greet tickets are. They actually weren't that expensive. I mean, the price I paid for meet and greet tickets is what I thought I'd be paying for normal tickets. And it meant that we would be in the, like the VIP section, which actually, because I was on the pre-sale, like hot on as soon as it came on, I was like, I'm not missing out. <laughs> um, it actually put us in like the second row. So we had oh, that's awesome. the best view. It was so good. They played the best music beforehand too. A little bit of like Simon Garfunkel, oh, some Johnny cool. Cash. It was just, it just set the scene so well. And I feel like they're my people because also I saw so many awesome girls dressed in like Dangerfield and Princess Highway stuff. And I was just like, yes, you're my people. It was <laughs> wonderful. Um, so the funny thing was that, and I really, really, really hope that they post this show because they were recording it. And I mean, it would make sense because it was their first Australian tour and they talked all about how they flew first class and like they're, they're really funny um, girls. And um, they brought Stephen out on the stage and like Jack was super excited because he loves Stephen. So they brought Stephen Ray Morris, their producer out, who they yell out all the time, but they love him dearly. Um, I wish we had someone we could like yell out off I know. Side, but I know, we don't. Like, they it's do just that us. in Unqualified as well, yeah. like Sim. They're always like, Cassie, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. But we yeah. don't have anybody. Like, Stephen that out. Stephen that out. So we don't have a, we don't have a Stephen. Or a Brenda, like a Chat 10 Looks 3, have a yeah. Brenda. And like, I just, we need... Someone can be out, exactly. Stephen slash Brenda. Anyway, um, so funnily enough, the first murder that was discussed, Karen did um, Catherine Knight, who is one hell of a freaky lady, but I got super excited because a colleague of mine, I'd been telling him about this show and we were chatting about serial killers, as you do. Um, Just he, casually, I don't, everyday conversation. He used to know one of Catherine Knight's previous husbands, I think maybe her first husband. Oh, that's cool. I know. So I immediately, like, texted him during the show, just fired off a quick text and was like, oh, my gosh, they're doing Catherine Knight, just because we had discussed it and it was so funny that it was the first one. Um, so, yeah, she was um, – she's an interesting lady. But then also – I had just listened to an episode of the Australian True Crime podcast with Michelle Laurie um, where they had talked about women's prisons and had mentioned her behaviour in prison specifically. So, like, that was just in my mind and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Karen did it really well Um, and it's really funny, which I don't – people don't get it unless they're also murderinos. It was really funny. Um, And then Georgia did – Gosh, I'm going to have to struggle with pronunciation like Georgia did, but I think it's Sean. Bad pronunciation on better words. Yeah. (laughs) Sian Kinney or Sian. I don't know why you're looking at me. I've got no idea. (laughs) Because I'm looking for comfort, Caitlin. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, But basically, it it makes a lot of sense that that was a murder that Georgia would cover. She covered it really sensitively. But why it makes sense is because the killers were a husband and wife couple. And the girls have spoken on multiple podcasts about how having a woman can um, create a false sense of security. So what this couple did is they went up, like the woman went up and was like, my dog's lost, can you help me find my dog while her husband attacked this young girl, which is horrible, but I just, it it makes so much sense when you've heard them talk about it. We shouldn't trust people just because they're like younger or just because they're women. women. I know, but that is also how. They're wearing blue or like whatever. But that is also how. Everyone has Bernies. The Bernies were like another notorious Australian pair of serial killers and they used to do that. They used to get hitchhikers, but specifically with her in the car so that they would create that false sense of security. Mm. Obviously, they not knowing that 
she is psycho. Yeah. Although, actually, you know, psycho isn't the right word. They're pointing this out on my favourite murder, that these are specific definitions. So she was not a very nice person. I'm going to put it that way. Yeah. Anyway, so they did their murder and then, oh, sorry if I'm rambling, um, but they then I'll had... Give you a couple more minutes. Okay. <laughs> they then had um, our hometown murder where someone came up and told this story. It was amazing and I was actually telling it to Caitlin in the hotel room. And we'll find a, I think we should find a link to the article because it's the most incredible story about yeah. the Cat Protection Society. It's hilarious yeah. but in, in, insanely good um, because the guy who ended up getting convicted of it actually I think was the first man in either Queensland or Australia to be convicted solely on DNA evidence alone. So that which was a really so interesting, interesting case yeah. which is why I think they should post it um, and, you know, we'll we'll tweet that link if that ever exactly. goes live. If, it, if they post it... Um you know, to iTunes and whatever as part of, as one of their podcast episodes, yeah. we'll be letting you know, although Michelle's <laughs> kind of covered it. But yeah. <laughs> no, you have to I'm hear sorry. them tell it. But anyway, so the show ended and um, we went into the meet and greet section and I just have to like so much praise to the Tavoli here and the My Favourite Murder guys because I was worried it was going to be one of those things where you have to jump up and get in a line, but they did it row by row methodically. So you just sit there. It was very organised just wonderful um yeah i'd actually this was yeah, actually the same me. the night that michelle went to my favorite murder was actually the same night that i went to see the father in sydney and i called her after because i was just walking back to my um like where i was staying and uh and we we're talking a bit and everything she was like oh my god it's so good and i was like oh my god it's so good and everything <laughs> and then she's like i have to go it's our turn <laughs> yeah and i was like also i have to move and i didn't realize why and it's because i was standing where they were going to be standing so that was a bit awkward. Oh. Um, but it was so cute that um, George's husband, Vince, came on the tour with them and was there ready to take the photos. They had the best lighting set up and they, everyone was just like, okay, get your cameras ready, give them to Vince, he'll take the photo. But it was lovely. I gave Georgia and Karen a huge hug, told them that date story. Like, okay, Jack used the word ranting, I think in an affectionate way, but I did rant at them a little bit about my two, like, hometown murder connections, but that's another story. Um... And they were really interested by them because they are really interesting stories. And so I got a few minutes to ramble on at them um, and seem like a crazy person. And then we got a lovely photo. And then I spotted Stephen over to the side. So I like, went over and said hi to Stephen. Um, Apologised for probably nearly running them over while they were at South Bank. And I was trying to learn how to ride a bike again. <laughs> um, and I think I might have almost hit a few people at South Bank. Um, he also was at the Brisbane Museum, like, taking pictures of the dinosaur, like, about the same time we were, which oh is God. another story entirely. But, um, yeah, he was lovely. Um, I was telling him about some of the cases I've covered in court. So, basically, I went home and was just like, ah, oh, my God. But, yeah, loveliest girls. I have so much respect for them. Some stuff happened on the rest of their Aussie tour in Melbourne, um, and we might we might just link to they, they just put that episode up this week, um, their, their Sydney show where they explain what happened, but some good came out of it, so I think we should link to that. Um, yes. And, yeah, so I was just, it was just a shame because they are the loveliest people and I just, oh, I just love them. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, the other thing, which I know you're going to ramble about a bit more, obviously, mm. is you went and saw Rosie Waterland. Yes, I did, and... I think, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast, but we've definitely had chats with people post-recording where I've mentioned that one of the best non-fiction books I've ever read was Rosie Waterland's The Anti-Cool Girl. I got it for my 21st birthday and honestly it could not have been a better gift because it really is about like 
foregoing the whole cool girl thing mm-hmm. and but also um, about her very traumatic childhood. Um, so her comedy show at the Paddington Sit Down Comedy Club um, was, it's just a fluke that it was on at the same time we were there. Um, yeah. Believe me, this is not quite the tip of the iceberg. Like we're getting a bit more I into know. it, but yeah, a trip that started out as seeing Ariana Grande really just, expanded. So. But you know what, it was worth it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went, I went there and her show, it's so weird for me to say like it was so funny, but it was about her trying to commit suicide last year. Yeah. So it was also very serious. She's obviously just very clever. And you can oh, tell it she, that way. And I just love that she it makes takes a special kind it of funny. To do that. Yeah. yeah. And like you you actually bought her the anti cool girl while we were, were bookshopping in Brisbane, but and we'll, we'll get, get to, to that, that later. But basically, yeah, like she's just such a talented writer. She can talk about these subjects that no one would usually mention. And not only does she talk about them, but she makes you laugh about them. Um, she just was so hilarious. I was laughing my ass off. But the best bit about me going to that was I was going by myself because um, Caitlin had only just arrived in town. Yeah. So I went by myself. I wouldn't myself. have been able to make the show. Yeah, from I, the airport yeah. and stuff. Anyway, so I went to the show. I was like, oh, who cares what people think about me? I really want to finish reading my book on my e-reader. So I got my e-reader out because, like, everyone else was – it was just – there was, like, one man there and it was just all groups of women mm. who obviously had come out to um, enjoy a night out. They were having drinks and stuff and I was just like, um, I'm just going to, like, read my book. Anyway, I was at the table because we had tables. It was like a – it wasn't like a – theatre venue it was like you could eat and stuff um so I'm sitting at the table reading and like out of the corner of my eye I see the girl sitting down opposite me has a hoodie on that says SSDGM and if you're a murderino you were just like oh my god so that hoodie was exclusively on sale at the my favorite murder live show and for those not initiated it means stay sexy don't get murdered which is their like catchphrase um, and I so our, I think our catchphrase is becoming bad pronunciation <laughs> on better words. <laughs> um, so I was like, um, excuse me, I just noticed your hoodie. Were you at the Monday night show? And then we hit it off. And it turns out she's um, doing journalism as well and oh, like, cool. but like in TV producing. So hi, Rory. Um, and so we were talking about this, talking about Rosie's um, podcast and everything, which is also a good time for me to mention that um, Rosie – has a new podcast out called My Mum Says My Memoir is a Lie and it is her reading her memoir, The Anti-Cool Girl, with her mum and her mum then pointing out what things she thinks are wrong but they have these discussions. But some of it's like it's incredibly personal and, I mean, the chapter, the one I just listened to I think was chapter three. So firstly it's nice for me to revisit the book because it's been a few years since I read it. But the, the chapter that I just listened to them talk about was the one about how her mum was a sex worker. So, I mean, this is really heavy stuff and she's talking about, about it with her mother, but she was joking on stage that her mum's, like, totally turning into Kris Jenner. So <laughs> she's got, like, a hashtag Lisa for Logies. Like, she wants to That's be at so the Logies. Funny. And, yeah, so um, that was really fun. But when we – I didn't realise it was going to be a book signing. So I have Rosie's new book, Every Lie I've Ever Told, um, but I didn't take – didn't take it with me because I didn't know there was going to be a book signing. Um, so I just grabbed like a, like a, one of those little cardboard things to promote the show and was like, yeah, Rosie, can, can yeah. you please sign this for me? And she signed it and put a little vagina on it, um, which is what she does. Um, and so when, but when I was like, 
really awkwardly like, oh my God, I didn't bring a book because I came, and I was like, I came here for my favorite murder. And she's like, no way, I'm going to see them in Sydney at the Opera House. And I was like, oh my goodness. So that was so exciting. Also, Rosie said I looked really nice, which just made me want to cry because I love Rosie so much. So and so I just had like a bonding moment with Rosie where I was like, are you going to meet them? They're so lovely. And it was just wonderful. So, and then she liked my tweets where I talked about it. And I just, it was, it was so good. And then yesterday so this is like two weeks later or whatever I forgot the girl's name but she put up a picture in the Australian Murderinos group of like the Brisbane meetup and was like oh that's me awkwardly in the front and I was like oh my god it's you you're the girl that I met at Rosie Waterland and so <laughs> and she didn't and then I was like oh I felt like I, you'd already left the signing line before I could say to you that Rosie was a Murderino too like oh, so, so we, we just had that little catch up on Facebook but um the other thing that I did before you got there, apart from work on my assignment, mm -hmm, um, was Jack and I went to the Queensland Museum at Southbank and they had this really cool expo on their um, gladiators and um, he like was like, oh, all his school projects were like gladiators and stuff. So it was really cool. But I didn't, did you know that they had different types of gladiators? So there's not just I one type. anything about it was it was actually so cool. So there oh, were like okay. five or six different types of fighters, and they would participate in different types of fights. Oh well, that, I guess that makes sense. No, it was. Just, I just had yeah. no idea. So it was fascinating, and they had parts of the Colosseum there, which is cool if you haven't been to Rome yet. Like I haven't. Oh, cool. So yeah. yeah, but then Jack and I were like, "Wow, this is how cool this is. Imagine how cool it is going to the actual thing." Yeah. It's so good. So we spent a couple of hours in there and then went downstairs to where they have, like, the dinosaurs and stuff, which yeah. was cool. Um, and then I think that's probably, like, I just ate a lot of food before you arrived. Yeah. Like, donut time is the best. And I'm sorry, Caitlin, looking at me like she hates me and wants to kill me because well, she's just, gluten intolerant. I miss donuts. I'm mm. sorry. Anyway. It, was, it was the best. Um, right. We also went to, like, burger bars and I went to this place called Melt Brothers which was amazing so yeah I just ate a lot of food which is lucky that we were staying on top of a hill because we yeah. had to walk up ginormous stairs which was wonderful because I think it kind of counteracted. I think, I think it helped. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So then Caitlin arrived. Yes, Yay. I arrived so I was actually Oh waiting. and Jack left. <laughs> yeah, Jack left. I, I just stayed him. in the hotel room. Yeah I replaced him. Um, yeah so I actually arrived from Shell was at Rosie Waterland. But um, the next day, we went and saw Kinky Boots. Which actually, oh. I am I am having my Milo this afternoon, my Milo out of my ginormous Kinky Boots mug. Oh, it's so, oh my God. So, and I've downloaded the soundtrack and have been listening to it nonstop at work so since good. we got back. We were listening, we were like singing it nonstop for the rest of the, Except like, that we didn't away. know all the words, so we oh my God. only knew like, we only knew like, little just be, and that's who you want to be. Something, 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 have to say, oh, well, the musical is like the music is all written by Cindy Lauper, so Which is just incredible. you can imagine and the story is about a shoe factory that went in Northampton, so it's a bit like the equivalent of like 
like they're kind of bigoted, like close-minded, small. So the story of Kinky Boots, if you don't know, is this shoe factory. It's called Price and Son and, like, you know, this guy has been running it for, you know, his whole life or whatever and wants to pass it on to his son and his son kind of doesn't want it and moves to London and then his dad dies and he moves back. This all happens, like, in the prologue. Um, Literally, like, between, yeah, just after the, the first, first song. five, five yeah. minutes, he's, he's back. Yeah. So then... You know, Charlie, our main character, Charlie Price, is determined to, yeah, like, sort of save his father's factory and, like, you know, doesn't – he didn't know that they were having problems and he's really determined to, you know, preserve, like, his father's work. And what he ends up doing is rather than continuing to make old, boring men's shoes that no one wants, uh, he starts making kinky boots, which is uh, boots – for like women's boots made for men, so but for drag queens. But they're and designed by this amazing character called yes. Lola, um, who he meets in London. And so they're Lola's kinky boots. She designs yes. them all and they make them. And it's yes. all about their journey, their it's, journey of acceptance because Lola is a drag yeah. queen. And the acceptance like of, you know, these sort of small town people. Changing yeah. people's views because they're a couple of like bigoted yeah. people. Um, and it's just, oh, it's the musical that Australia really needs right now. Oh, it's so yes. good. It's all about... And the music is freaking amazing. And so it's all about just being who you want to be. Exactly. Um, but being also who you are. accepting other people for who, for they, who are, they are, which yeah. is what we need right now. Um, so and good. so oh, the Callum Francis plays Lola. Um, he's incredible. He's so, and was so in the he, original West End cast. And he won the Helpman Award this year for Best Male Actor in a Musical. And you can see why he is incredible. incredible. And I'm in awe of the way that he could walk, let alone dance in those boots. One of the most, one of the things that really amazed me in this musical is that obviously um, there are multiple characters um, who obviously are men, but um, playing women, like in drag. Yeah, because there's a bunch of like the angels as well. Yeah, Lola's angels, like all her like backup dancers and everything like that. And, um, oh, they're all incredible and all so talented. And, you know, in the final number, like, every cast member is wearing these boots and it's so great. But, like, I cannot walk in heels. And I'm amazed that they could all run and dance in heels. It they was insane. incredible. And, and, like, not small heels either. His body was amazing. I wish my, oh my legs God. looked that good. I freaking. Oh, Whoa. my God. Um, also, the voice, like, Oh, I'm just in awe. Um, also, just a little shout out. I'm not sure who we saw on the night that we went, but the the kids who played young Charlie and young Lola, yes. but whoever we saw had the cutest, so cute. cheekiest little grin. Yeah. And I just the because cutest the, little kids. The kids who also play young Lola, we don't see young young Lola or young Charlie that much. But it's in the really start only of the, song, the start, of, start, in the start and the end. Because I also wasn't sure we weren't quite sure whether we saw. Charlie being oh, yeah. played by Toby Francis. I'm pretty sure we saw a understudy, or, but he was still incredible. I found it. Hang on. No, yeah, or the understudy was Jake Spear. Yeah, it was Jake Spear. But also Sophie Wright as Lauren, which is the female lead in this musical, was so cute. She, she was, was so the best. Great. That she has this song called "The History of Wrong Guys," and Caitlin and I were we like, were like nudging each other the whole time. <laughs> and it me. was so good. <laughs> it's like you've uh, got a crush on him. Stop. Stop! No. And she's like, oh my god, it was so good. Oh, it was great. Yeah, and also Joe Kosky as the bigoted Don, who 
ends up getting his mind changed. He was really funny. Yeah, he was. He did a really good job. Yeah. Um, that's probably enough raving about the musical. Oh, but basically, yeah. <laughs> um, like, if you're in Brisbane, go see it. Um, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, yeah. So... Hey, this podcast is actually about books, so let's talk about our oh. bookshop tour. Bookshop tour. Bookshopping. Woo! Okay, so while we were in Brisbane, we did a full bookshop tour. So our first stop, I believe, was Dimmicks, right? Yeah, it yeah. was. Dimmicks so first, in, in, well, we'll just say Queen Street Mall because yeah, I can't remember. Brisbane City. What, yeah, Brisbane like, City. Dimmicks. Yeah, so it was amazing. We were just wandering around for <laughs> such a long time, um, but... I mean, we can talk about how beautiful the bookshops are, but let's not get into it. What did you buy at Dimmicks? Go. Um, well, I went a couple of times without you as well. Whoops. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, you did. I told you. You said I, you didn't buy any books without me. Oh, no. The only one I bought was this travel book for Jack and I are planning a trip to Ireland. So okay, we, bought, we bought a um, Lonely Planet guide to Ireland um, okay. and I bought some stationery. Um, but what I bought, I had like $13 on my Dimmicks card, so I bought Kate Morton's um, The Forgotten Garden, which is the only one of her books I haven't read, yeah. um, which I'm really excited about. Is that the only book you bought at Dimmicks? That was the only one I bought at Dimmicks. Okay, believe me, Yay this is a bit me. of... Woo. <laughs> Until we get it, to the rest it, of it the list. It gets worse. Um, so... Oh, you actually wrote yours down. I, I wrote, didn't. I'm going to have to keep looking down. back at my bookshelf. That's okay. So, Which I, I actually rearranged as soon as I got back from holiday. So all my new books are on there. I feel very proud. So the new books I bought at Dimmicks, um, one was called She Means Business, which is sort of memoirish, sort of like inspirational, entrepreneurial, whatever. I'd heard of it and I just really wanted to read it. So I feel like that's a lady gang read. It's a bit of a like girl, girl yeah. boss sort of read. Um, I also bought Drama Rama by E. Lockhart because you had just read. Genuine I just Ford. read Genuine Ford, and I was obsessed, and I'd been raving about it. And then we were there, and I was like, "Oh, this is by E. Lockhart," and I've heard of it before. And also I, theater. It's perfect about theater, for you. and, I, and like, I was like, "Done, sold." So, um, yes, yeah, so those are the two I bought at Dimmicks. Now, believe me, we weren't really this restrained. So, what was our next stop that we, day? Was archive books? Oh, I thought we went to oh. Folio first. I don't remember. Either way, we went to them on the same day. So first we went to Archive, which was this beautiful secondhand bookstore. It had all these gorgeous old books, rows and rows and rows and rows and rows. It was absolutely gorgeous. So I got two books from Archive. I got a really pretty edition of Little Women. Which is what you were looking for. Yes, I I wanted to get a nice edition. I don't like my edition. It's ugly. Anyway, um, so I got a nice edition of Little Women. And I also got... um, Anne of Islingside by Ellen Montgomery, um, which is obviously part of the Anne of Green Gables series. It's one I didn't already own, and I, I only bought it because the cover I found, it's like an older edition. It matches the rest of the ones I've got, so I got it. Yeah. Um, I got, I picked up and put down a bunch of books because I was trying to be restrained at this point, um, and I uh, ended up getting this really old, I think it's, I want to say, say 1954 copy of Agatha Christie's 415 from Paddington and I haven't really read much Agatha Christie but the cover was so like retro and vintage obviously because it's old but I just loved it it was one of those painted covers 
and I read what it's about. Basically, this woman's on a train, and you know when like another train goes past for a second or two, they both oh, yeah, stop, she, like, and she sees she yeah. sees a man strangling a woman. So then she's like, I must find this out. So basically, it's an old school girl on the train. Cool. So, so yes. yes, that's archive. So our next stop was folio, folio. books. Yeah, we may have gone to folio first. I don't remember. Either way, I, I can't remember what I bought. <laughs> I, you definitely did. I didn't actually get anything from folio. I think that was where I bought The Mothers by Britt Bennett, mm -hmm. um, which is another another recommendation from Control Alt Delete. Because, and also I heard her speak with Roxanne Gay. I think I actually linked it in our episode with Kate from Nook and Burrow, but she was with Roxanne Gay talking at the Wheeler Centre. Mm -hmm. And I think I also heard her on a solo Wheeler Centre episode. That book has been getting so much attention and... I wasn't really interested until I heard her speak about it. And then I was like, yeah, I want to read this. And I think I also got, they had the Penguin Little Black Classics. Yes. Um, and they're not on my bookshelf in my room, so I can't remember what they are, but we'll post a picture. Um, but I think I got Mary Shelley and George Eliot, and I can't remember what the names, like what the stories were, but basically it's a good way to get a taster for a classic. Yeah. So then a few days later, like we had a couple of rest days, we watched some movies, which we talked about last week, um, and then um, we ended up going to West End mm -hmm. um, to visit Avid Reader, which I have been to once before for a Craig Sylvie event a few years ago and have always wanted to go back. So they had a really cool classic really section. really cool. They had I a really nice that. classic section, but oh my God, I picked up so many awesome nonfiction books and then yeah. put them down. yeah. Oh, I struggled and so much. So many spend. books that we had just talked about in a future episode we had already yeah. recorded. Yes, we pre-recorded a couple of episodes in Brisbane for while mm. Michelle is away. Um, but yes, what I did buy at Avid Reader, and I'm looking at my phone to get to my list, was <laughs> um, I bought a copy of Breakfast at Tiffany's and a copy of Jane Eyre and a copy called, a, a copy of, a book called Fighting Islam. By uh, Susan, Susan Garland. 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 Shoot. Not Garland. I'm thinking of Judy Garland. Yeah. <laughs> Susan Garland. Um, um, who, who is awesome. She is wonderful. I'm sorry. I just mis messed up her name. But, oh, she's awesome. I and also um, is amazing on this show called um, Agony. Um, the Agony of Life. And they have like Agony Aunts yeah. and Agony Uncles in Australia. She's really good on yeah. that. Oh my god! I'm def like we'll be posting the links to all these books, obviously, as usual. But fighting Islam, looked up. I cannot <laughs> wait to read it. Oh my god! Um, what did you buy, avid reader? I bought one that Kate from Nukumbara recommended to me, which was Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. Mm -hmm. I don't think we are going to relink that. Just look at our show notes for that. We, we mentioned all the stuff where I've heard Roxane Gay speak on podcasts. So she's amazing. And Kate, who loves her work, said it's probably best to start with Bad Feminist. So I grabbed that and I grabbed a copy of Zelda. Um, and I can't remember the author's name because that was actually um, – so it's about F. Scott's – I think it's a fictionalised account of F. Scott Fitzgerald's first wife. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry, wife. Um, and that was a gift for a friend in Brisbane, so I don't have the book anymore. Um, and they did a lovely gift wrapping job there. Um, and I also got Holding by Graham Norton, so as in like Graham Norton show. He's um, so funny. Yeah, so I, again, that's another podcast recommendation um, that I got 
um, from the Hey It's Okay Glamour podcast because he was yeah. on that and it's about a small, it's like a small town Irish. Um, it sounds really amazing. And then I think I also got another little black classic there, the Jane Austen, um, yeah. which I think is Lady Susan, which I have been looking for everywhere and have never been able to find until now. So that was really cool. Yeah, so then the... Other book, uh, second bookshop we went to in West End is actually right next door to Avid Reader. Called and Red. it's part of It's part of yeah. Avid Reader. It's like the kids and young adult section, um, but it's called Where the Wild Things Are. And I don't, we looked around there for so long, I don't think you ended up buying I anything, Michelle. I picked up Ballad for Ballad for a Mad Girl by Vicky Wakefield and Take Three... Take Three Girls. Yeah, I was like, Take Three Things? No. Take Three <laughs> Girls by Fiona Wood, Kath Crowley and Simone Howe. And then I was like, no, think of your packing. You've bought a lot of books today. Put them back. And the look that Caitlin gave me, she was like, what are you doing? They were the two she wanted to buy. Like, sorry. No, but like, look, it was meant to be, as you'll find out later. In, in about a minute, because um, the books that I bought, well, the only book I bought in Where the Wild Things Are was Take Three Girls. I also bought a Harry Potter deck of playing cards in there because that's awesome. <laughs> um, and then we walked around the corner and found this secondhand bookshop called Bent, Bent Books. And Michelle, you go first. What did you buy at Bent Books? Okay, so we spent so long in there. So it's basically this awesome secondhand bookshop where so cool. I happened to find practically brand new copies of Take Three Girls and Ballad for a Mad Girl. Um, so obviously I ended up buying them. Yeah. Um, but like seriously, who's giving those books to anyway? I'm very grateful, but what still are you shocked. doing? Yeah, yeah, they were brand new and they've only just come out. Um, sorry, I'm just looking back at my bookshelf. Caitlin, you talk for a bit. What books did you buy? Okay, so the books that I bought in Bent Books, um, I found this. Well, actually, Michelle found it. it. Was this cool edition of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? It's an original UK adult edition, so I'll include a picture. Because it's very cool and I've never actually seen these covers before. But, yeah, so now I have another copy of Philosopher's Stone in my collection. Um, the other books I bought in Bent Books was Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me by Mindy Carling because she's so funny and I really want to read that. I also bought The Anti-Cool Girl by Rosie Waterland, which Michelle's, <laughs> like, probably dying for me to read. Yes. I'll get to it. Yeah. Um, and then another recommendation from Michelle I bought When Michael Met Mina by I'm Forgetting the Randa Abdul-Fattah. Yes. I hope I pronounced that right. Yep. But that's a really good book. You um, did. So I found a book I've been looking for for ages and thought I would never find, which is Louis Theroux's book. I love Louis. Um, and it's called The Call of the Weird Travels in American Subcultures. And it's basically about his, you know, like he goes and talks to neo-Nazis and porn stars and, um, you know, all these different weird people. I mean... Maybe weird isn't the right term, but he talks to them all. Louis is amazing. Um, and so basically his book was there. I got another book and, again, it's not in my room, so I can't check out the author, but it was called Stop the Presses and it was about um, kind of the decline of Fairfax. So that was kind of like a work-related one. I thought, mm, this looks cool. And it was a very big hardcover. Yeah. Um, I got another book called Notes on a Scandal um, and I – the name escapes me right now. Oh, wait, I can just look it up. One well, idiot. The other one I actually got from Bent Books was Beautiful Mess by Claire Christensen. Anyway. Oh, which is another one that's just come out. I know. Why are people getting rid of new books? I mean, I'm glad that we got them a bit cheaper, but, like, why? I don't get it. Anyway. Um, I can't find 
Hmm. I thought this was okay. I can only find the screenplay. So I watched this movie a long time ago, um, and it's Kate Blanchett and Dame Judi Dench. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched that when I was in high school. So when I saw the name, I recognized the book, and it had a really cool cover. It was like a tattoo art sort of thing. Oh, cool. So I grabbed that. Um, what else did I buy? I feel like I did. Got... You end up getting a Jodie Picoult one. No, because no. I had them all. We found, yeah. yeah, we found all these oh. ones that have the old covers that Michelle gets, so. We Just may, looking at my bookshelf. We may have covered them all, but we ended up getting 13 books each across Brisbane. And that was a bit of a struggle when we were packing. Anyway, um, but we both did some other shopping too. We went to Lush and yes. to T2 and to Kiki K and to Dangerfield and like, oh. It's so good. Yeah, Dangerfield's dangerous. I love this. Stuff. It was so good. I had been hearing about this brand actually from Michelle for a while, and she you had gone to get food or something, and I was like, I texted yeah, you. I forgot like, to take my medication. I was oh, like, I'm gonna right. have to go back to the hotel room and get that's it. Right. So I was like wandering around the Maya Centre, and I found myself in Dangerfield, and I was like, oh, Michelle likes this shop, and they were having a sale. And I was like, Michelle, they're having a sale. I bought two dresses, and Michelle got a jumper for the. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so sweet. Anyway, so the other part, the original reason for our Brisbane trip was Ariana Grande. Uh, you know what? Was I was so like, awesome. oh, they're wrapping up now, and then I forgot that we, totally no, we haven't, haven't even talked about it. We haven't even talked about Ariana Grande. So Ariana Grande was awesome. We got to stay with our friend Indy from Taps Life and Books. We keep m- mentioning her. Go look her up. She's really funny. Um, so Which yes. you'll find out when you listen to the yes, episode we reco- that we recorded. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got to stay with her, which is really fun. We got to hang out with her. Um, but oh my God, we had so much fun at Ariana Grande. We were just like dancing and she was so close and we were like singing along, even though we shouldn't be shouting and it was oh, so much fun. Oh, that girl can entertain though. Like what I was a so brilliant impressed. performer. She's amazing. And like, I knew she would be really good live, but mm. one thing, I mean, obviously with Ariana Grande, you know, she's known for those powerful high notes and every song she was singing, I was like... She's not going lower or anything because yeah. she's performing live. She was going higher. Um, like, she was hitting it and going, oh, my and God. And the most amazing part of it was the lighting, I think. <gasps> the lighting I mean, displays the were most incredible. Part, but, like, yes, the show did have cool. incredible yeah. lighting. Which, incredible. Caitlin's got to put some photos up because she had some good photos. Yes, we both got. took a couple of good photos, so we'll put those in our show notes. But the one oh, thing damn. that really annoyed me... Um, was the number of people just recording it? Like, like the entire okay, show. We took some photos, but and like, we took watch a couple the of damn clips show. Of, like, All I could song. see was their phones. I know. Ugh. And like, I I get it. Some of her more popular ones. I mean, we recorded a clip, a couple of clips here and there of like her mm. favorite songs. Like, um, one of my favorite lines of her whole Dangerous Woman album is in Bad Decisions, where she says, "Ain't you ever seen a princess be a bad bitch?" And like everyone was singing that with her, and I'm glad I got that line. But like I recorded a 10 second video of that mm. line. People were just like following her around the stage and like recording and, the whole song. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? No one ever watches those videos. Yeah, you know. So like, I think the sweetest thing I saw is I looked over and saw this dad holding like both his daughters yeah. at one point. That was really cute. So there are a lot of young kids there and stuff. And yeah, um, younger teenagers. She did a really lovely tribute to Manchester, which she sung a really beautiful version of um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I that think was that a really somber just, moment for everyone. Yeah, it was beautiful. And, and she just had the, um, the like symbol the logo, logo behind, thing her. behind her. I think it was, I mean, yes, for Manchester, but it was also just one of those, I mean, 
Actually, there's so much happening in the world mm. at the moment. I think it was a bit of a, a nice moment because um, she also sang One Last Time, which everyone kind of associates with the Manchester concert and everything like that now. But I just, um, I think... It and the One Love concert even more I mean obviously you feel sad when you see those events but I think I think we were talking as we were leaving the train station that it hit us even more how young the people were I know who we, were in Manchester we were walking like we out saw of so many young center, kids and like we sat to we because everyone was kind of rushing to get the train mm. or whatever we were like it doesn't matter we'll get the later one and we sort of were sitting down around and people watching and like I got a slushy it was delicious um but we were sitting near, like, the fence on one side of Brisbane Entertainment Centre and I could hear all these parents being like, they were like, oh, like, we're waiting outside, I'm by this, like, by this tree or whatever. And I'm just like, so many parents picking up their kids mm. and so many parents Or even with, parents going with, with their, their kids. Because we and saw was, another really cute one where, like, this girl was telling her dad how to take a photo of her and then, like, posed for her and stuff. It was so cute. We just thought it was really sweet. But, Seeing these people who were actually at an Ariana Grande concert mm. made me really sad. Yeah, it kind of brings home concert. how innocent and vulnerable and young yeah. so many of the victims were, and that's and just heartbreaking. It was so heartbreaking because, like, you know, we're walking, like, we're walking out, and like, there's all these people waiting, and mm. oh, it was like it was kind of tough to sort of think about while we were there, but um. You know, I think in the whole thing, I think Ariana, Ariana has handled it quite beautifully. Mm. And um, on all of her, like, tour T-shirts that have all the places and everything on the back, There's a there little, is a little symbol next yeah. to Manchester. I think um, something I love about Ariana as well, in, like, I'm not as big a fan as you, but something I love about her is she is very, like, okay, obviously her songs involve a lot of sex, but it's, like, kind of sex positive. Like, women yeah. owning the fact that they can enjoy sex. Exactly. And that's a really feminist thing to be, like... Yeah. We like, was it kind of like sex. Was it? I, I think it was before she performed side to side. Mm. Um, they had like video screens and everything, obviously, and they were sort of playing this thing. Oh, and it was yeah, like footage I think of, I took a. I think I took a little yeah, clip of that. So it was like little footage of her, and then because they were setting up the exercise bikes. Yeah, it was like, awesome. Yeah. But um, there was like the video screens at the back, and they were playing sort of like this little video, and it was like footage of her. And then, like, these sort of keywords um, over the top and, like, blank things. And it was things like strong, divine, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, sexual, you know, like, yeah. all these different things that it was, like, really positive. Basically and, being and then, able like, to own your sexuality. And then, like, human yeah. and female. And it was just so powerful. And then it made sense that it was before Side to Side. She mm. did, has gotten a bit of flack for that song. But then, like, the video stopped and she was, like, on the bike and we were, like, Yes! yes. It was so good. Actually, the other thing she did, which we almost forgot to mention on this, is that she did um, have for one of her songs, I can't remember which, but uh, she, had the, about you. she had the rainbow, um, yeah. which and obviously I we've got this say, yeah. same-sex marriage vote happening. Um, Please vote yes. But also, um, yeah, I voted yes today. I've just got to send it back now. Um, but that reminds me of the other thing that we saw yeah, while so we were... Before we okay. sort of go into that, so for Thinking About You, she was singing it and everything, obviously. And I want to say that the like the, the lights visuals. and the visuals yeah. and everything behind her, they it was were like, same sex it couples. was silhouettes and everything like that of like couples. And I want to say, I'm sure it was probably very inclusive originally. I feel like maybe for her Australian tour, she kind of got rid of the 
heterosexual couple. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like focusing on the same sex couples and did like all these rainbow lights. And yeah. everyone was like screaming and like you could tell everyone was like, yes, yes, like this is so important. But of course, you know, I mean, if you're into Ariana Grande, I don't want to be specific, but like, you know. I feel like, yeah, you're probably. You're probably going to vote, yeah. Because you're probably young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the so other either thing, you're probably too young to vote or you're going to vote yes. Exactly. Which is a bit of a problem for the people who are too young to vote. Mm. But anyway, so the other amazing thing, which I can't believe we forgot to mention, but it'll be a good note to finish this episode on, is that on the Sunday when we were in Brisbane, we just went to Starbucks, like the basic bitches we are, and walked out and there was a same-sex rally walking down Edwards. Same-sex marriage. Same-sex marriage yeah. rally walking down I think Edward it was Edward Street. Street onto Queen, onto and like Queen Street Mall. it was awesome. Everyone had signs and were chanting. There and were so many rainbow. dogs with little rainbow ties. It was oh! very cute. But yeah, the everyone... best thing was that we saw a priest. Yeah, so. In, hey. in there, saying, like voting, like voting yeah. yes, priest, not. Yeah, not against it. There no, was, was a was sad it. little group of about 10 people as opposed to like the 5,000 people who turned out in support of it. There was about 10 people afterwards who were like, oh, no, Bible says it's bad. Yeah, and it was just... We're not focusing on the bad. We're focusing on that. Because Everyone was the fact like, that, yeah, it was so huge. Everyone was It was, was in amazing. People we were, were lining the streets with us, like cheering people on. Yes. If we had known, like I wish we could have participated. I know. But, yes, so everyone good. was wearing, like, rainbow socks and had, like, Vote Yes t-shirts. And there were some cracker signs oh, as well. Oh, like, some awesome signs. Some really yes. funny. And everyone was, like, rainbow umbrellas and holding rainbow flags. And, yeah. oh, it was, it was so like, cool Like, parents who were just there to support their gay children. Yeah, and I saw so many like, different yes. types of people. And it's just like, yes, this is something that we are sure Australia wants. And I really, really <laughs> hope that it goes through. Yeah. It has to be really good. The only other thing I I kind of wanted to say, which is probably not a great note to finish on, so we'll talk about something else afterwards, but I just, if we have time to say it, is I did see, like, with my favourite murder, I'm obviously in the Facebook groups, I saw a little bit of flack about which murders were chosen, and I just kind of wanted to say, like, I feel so incredibly lucky to have been able to go to the show because being from a regional area, I wouldn't usually be able to get to a show like that. And so I just kind of felt sad seeing people criticise what they were doing because there are so many people who missed out on going to live shows who I know would have loved to. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we'll end up including this or not. But, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, yeah. it just made me think, like, when you go to shows, like – and this is a something that comes back to about some other articles I've read in the media, but, like, remember that the people who you might be criticising online are going to read it. Yeah. And they're people and like, too. And exactly. they Everyone's have the people. same insecurities as we do. It's like um, when you, I mean, I find this all the time, we get criticism as a newspaper. I think people forget that real people are going to read that yeah. so and it's I mean, just it's a reminder just one of those things. like yeah just remember remembering about being kind and that people are real people and you know like we've just talked about all these amazing things that we got to do while we were on holiday and obviously not everyone does get to do these things mm. and I hope you enjoyed listening to our little holiday because believe me um we went a bit all out and we're gonna yeah. have really boring lives from now on well I mean in a month, I'm going to be overseas, and that's going oh, to be well, exciting. That's been for but ages, but I've like, been like, that's been I've been planning that for three years, and hopefully yeah. it finally happens. I mean, this is the third time I've tried to do it, so yeah. hopefully I get there. But we, yeah, we yeah. we are we are incredibly lucky to have been doing these amazing things the past couple of weeks, and to as, be able to as my mum always reminds me, buy these new books that hopefully we will be able to read very soon and tell you all about. But as my mum always reminds me, like 
what do you go to work for? You want to enjoy your money. You can't yeah. take it with you. So you should enjoy your life and live your life to the fullest. And so I feel like we did that this week. We We've definitely really packed enough in. Um, but, yeah, I feel like apart We've from my trip to the UK, to I'm not going to. We don't gonna... get anything in Rocky. Whenever oh. we go to Brisbane, we make the most of it. Yeah. But, like, apart from my trip to the UK, I feel like I'm not going to be going that crazy for a while with yeah. events and stuff. So, it was certainly an eye-opening experience, um, one which I took a lot away from, from all the, the, like, Georgia and Karen, meeting Rosie Waterland. Like, it was an absolute pleasure to meet yeah. people it I is. really look up to. Exactly. And even watching a show like Kinky Boots and seeing oh. the same-sex marriage rally. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they kind of, they just worked hand in hand. It's yeah. just, and actually, Kinky Boots, I think, are doing something special for, they had, because they have a song, yeah. Say Everybody Say Yeah, Yeah. I um, think, I think they they're doing, doing signs. Yes, campaign. Which yeah. we will link if it's happened by the time that this episode Yeah, is. but we th- I did days. see some photos of their signs saying, everybody say, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was awesome. So, yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> so we, 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 we had a wonderful time. We had a wonderful time. And you know what was the best bit? Being able to go on holiday with my best friend and have a wonderful time and catch up with Winter a friend. Winter <laughs> <laughs> and catch up with a friend who we haven't seen or like we've all been so busy we haven't really yeah. spoken to each other for a long time it was beautiful to be able to catch yeah. up with people we hadn't seen it was so good yeah. and so yes we have had a fabulous time the past couple of weeks <laughs> and I now we're you, gonna go and have a nap <laughs> yeah i hope you had a good time listening to us ramble on about our holidays if you were interested in anything that we mentioned please check our show notes on our website betterwordspodcast.com you can also check out photos we posted on our social media at betterwordspod uh yeah, Twitter, Instagram, it's all the same, Facebook page. Um, please give us a rating and review on iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, obviously. We're also on CastBox, Stitcher, Overcast, a couple of others probably. Um, if you're having any trouble listening or, or if there's know, an app that you, you use, use that we're not on, yeah, um, some, please let us know. Because some of them like take from iTunes and some of them we need to submit to, which yes. we're learning. Yes. <laughs> We're learning, being technical, so <laughs> please let us know. And thank you so much for listening. And remember to tune in next week. And also, just be who you want to be. Bye. Bye. <laughs>